you're looking crafty. You could make a raft out of pencils and foam. You sure looking happy. Welcome to Stitchcraft Podcast. Hello. Oh, I just cut you right off, but hello. <laughs> episode 22. I'm Island. I'm Miranda. It always feels a little awkward to introduce myself because I'm looking at my sister, whom and... I have known for several decades. All your life. My Almost whole, all your life. Almost all my life. My, my, minus two and a half years. Um, but I'm yeah. trying to be good about that because, you know, people who are just tuning in all they hear is one lady talking to herself over and over again. <laughs> yeah, you're, you got a point there. So it's helpful to know that there are actually two people hosting this podcast. Yes. It's not in the round. It's great. Like, <laughs> it's kind of in the round when we laugh and repeat each other. That is a round. Yeah. I guess it's not important. <laughs> it's anyway. going to happen several times during this episode, I'm sure. Good Lord. Um, so hi, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? Welcome to autumn. It is officially the first day of fall and it was beautiful here in Minneapolis today. Sorry to talk about the weather like a Midwesterner, but it's what we do. And it's not like Los Angeles where everything's fine. It's everything here is very dramatic. And today was gorgeous. And I literally talked to like neighbors all walking my dog and I had like a Disney moment. Like we pet each other's dogs. We're like, hey, how's it going? What's going on? Oh, the weather's so good. Like, who am I? Who am I? Oh my God. Yeah. So this morning, um, Pat and I (laughs) went out to breakfast because it was equally gorgeous here. Pat actually talked to his uh, stepmom on the phone and she's like, oh, you guys have such extreme weather. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's 65 and gorgeous right now. It was (laughs) perfect. It was a cloudless sky. It was high 60s so you could sit in the sun and it wasn't hot and we um we went to his favorite um breakfast place in iowa city there's a place called deluxe bakery which is delicious and it's basically a european style uh cafe so um they only have brunch on sunday so every other day they have you know lovely pastries and whatever but on sunday it's brunch day and so he had gotten um, brioche waffles with fruit. Dig. And they make their quiche with uh, croissant dough. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's... To the texture on that, it's got to be wild. Mm, it's so perfect. It's like crunchy and flaky. And then the quiche part in the middle with the eggs is like perfectly cooked, not dry, and mm. not wet. Not dig mm. it. Mm. And then I had uh, an everything bagel with uh, cream cheese, lox, red onion, capers. And then they put the everything seasoning on top as well. Just in case any falls off that bagel. Yeah. <laughs> so we're sitting outside at a little two-top table because fucking, of course, it's a you know, pseudo-European bakery. And we're sitting there eating our food. And I took a couple bites and I had my sunglasses on. I looked at Pat with like a totally straight face and I was like, this is the fucking best. This is, <laughs> this is the morning of my dreams. <laughs> you know? Right? Yeah. Oh, that's dreamy. That sounds dreamy. Mm. It is. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. fact mm-hmm. that it's fall, you know, you know this, you know this about me, but our listeners may not know. I am a pumpkin spice ass bitch. I love, (laughs) I'm not going to try to pretend that I'm something different than what I am. I love autumn. I love when it feels like autumn. I love having to wear a sweater outside that really works for me. Oh, Oh. no, the, the idea of layers, I got to unpack some scarves this week. I didn't put them on. I I put one on. It's like my little like lightweight cotton one. Because, like, San Francisco had a certain time of year that you did, like, the summer. Let's just be real. If anyone's from California, from California, summer is the winter of San Francisco. So you have to have scarves and hoodies and things like that. But when I moved to Los Angeles, I didn't get to enjoy any of that shit. I had to buy, like, that weird lightweight sweater bullshit. It's all cotton. Mm-hmm. I had to buy that stuff and then still sweat it out and be like, it's still <laughs> fall. And everyone's like, ah, your pits totally just, you know. <laughs> You pit it out, you're gross, it's hot, sweaty. (laughs) 
And like, I would just pray to sit on the porch, pray it would be cold enough to sit on the porch, <laughs> which is dumb. But anyway, yeah, the idea of having like hot cider in your house, like I tried to have Thanksgiving a number of times at my house in Los Angeles. And I was like, we have bald wine. Yeah, no one wants hot wine with 80 degrees. <laughs> Does anyone want hot cider? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'd really like to have cerveza. Thank you so much. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, pretty fucking pumped about fall. I love that I'm here. And I will admit, because I work in kids, I get real excited for seasons. Because How I get to see all the kids. Right? Oh, so I would they talk about seasons left, right, and center, all the changes of life, all that stuff from t-shirt graphics to just what my friends and their Girl Scout troops are doing and all these other things. And so I hear about it all the time and I love it. And I, oh, I have turned into, I've turned into our mother. I am starting to buy <laughs> autumn related merchandise, <laughs> winter themed things, like now when I go to the thrift store, I'm always looking for a new pair of Sorel boots, so or Sorel boots. But anyways, I am becoming this person. I can't wait to start shopping for my down jacket. It's stupid, but it's I'm into it. Totally into it. And I tried to get Chris to go to an apple orchard, and he said he had absolutely no interest in going. So I'm going to take my damn ass there by myself. Or I might take Tubi and uh, my dog Tubi and just have a date with her. So, so yeah. um, I also tried to get my partner to go to an apple orchard and he was not interested. So instead, <laughs> instead, because I am now, you know, a person who runs not a small business, but I run a lab and it functions a lot like a small business. Like we have employees, people who, you know, do the jobs that need to be done in the lab and students and whatever. I decided it was a lab outing. <laughs> I was like, hey guys, doesn't everybody want to go apple picking? They're all like, <laughs> well, actually, it turned out to be really good because, um, so I have members of my lab who uh, don't drink alcohol at all um, mm -hmm. for various reasons. And I also have people who, you know, have kids and other stuff that they need to do. And so um, not every, uh, like happy hour is not a great idea for us for hanging out. Like the people who don't drink will come to the happy hour and they'll have a fine time, but it's, but it's not a good focus. No, it, it's fine once in a while, but the apple picking is great because then people are out in a place where they can walk around. And if they don't, they're not really enjoying the conversation they're in. They can kind of wander off because they want to go pick this specific type of apple that is not next to who you are right now. <laughs> you know, it's, it's an easy way to, um, to make socializing comfortable. I was actually really surprised at how um, effective it was. And it wasn't until after I suggested it that I remembered that when I was in grad school, my mentor had taken us all out to the same orchard, actually. Um, and I remembered how much fun it was. Deja vu and you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> no, I, I remembered it before we actually physically went, um, but it wasn't mm. until after I suggested it that I remembered. Um, and it's really funny that it took me that long to remember it because now thinking back on it, that, that orchard day, I in grad school, I needed it really badly. It was the same week that um, uh, several people that I knew had passed away, including our cousin David, very shockingly, because he was only like 45, I think, when he had a heart attack. I don't know if you remember that, but I remember it really vividly mm -hmm. because it was not the right. only tough thing that happened that week. And then something else had happened. And then I was trying not to make it a thing at work, so I wasn't telling everybody and then I was in the middle of making a poster and some other person outside of our lab had like chastised me about the poster. And then my boss came and talked to me about the chastising and I snapped at him. And then I had to go tell him why I snapped at him. And I cried in his oh, office and he was gosh. like, Hey, you know, people say life is short, but life is long. Life is a long time <laughs> to, to force yourself to be at work when you're not really ready to be here. So why don't you take a break? Why don't you go home? Give yourself, you know, however much you, time you need. But I hope 
that, you know, if you're feeling better later this afternoon, that you'll feel comfortable to come out to the orchard with us. And I was like, I can do that. And then I did. And it was wonderful. And so it's just kind of funny that that wasn't conscious in my mind, but it was in my mind when I suggested the apple orchard, right? Like it's just because I'm not conscious of it doesn't mean my brain isn't working on it. Um, That I have all these like warm memories of being out there with my coworkers. And so, yeah, it was a super fun time to go with the folks that, that we have now. It was really nice. I'm a strong advocate. I suggest you find some target buddies and make it a work outing. I, I just might, I really might. I think we're also doing some kind of ax throwing thing. Oh, there's a new axe throwing bar here too. What is this? It's, like a, it's a trend, but yeah. I'll take it because you need to do things that aren't just drinking really. Cause it's yeah. not, once everyone has kids, you really can't fuck with daycare. You can't no. fuck with routines. You can't fuck around with kids times. And no, 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 no. Um, sorry, by the way, I totally laughed when he was like, life is long. I'm like, Oh, finally someone said it. But, um, <laughs> that was actually really great though. That he was like, go home, take a break. Maybe you can come out. And I'm really glad that you did it, mm-hmm. you know? Me too. I don't know if I would have exited again. I don't know if I would leave and go out. So that's that's good. Um, very good. Well, I was going to say, if I see you before my trip for work, which, by the way, it seems like now we're on a personal phone call. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> if I get to see you before it, I think we should go to some, some orchards. And if we're in Wisconsin together, oh, it's on. Mm-hmm. It's on. We're doing it. I don't care. We're going to do corn maze. We're doing it all. I don't even care. Fair enough. And yeah. I I am, uh, in fact, going to seg- use that to segue into what's in your cup. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about what's mm-hmm. in my cup, which is hard cider. Oh, from, nice. from the orchard that we went to. So the orchard doesn't um, make its own hard cider. They make um, non-alcoholic cider, and then they sell the apples to the place that's immediately next door, and they make... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and they make cider that is um, under the name of the orchard. So they it's called Wilson's Orchard, and they have a variety of different styles, which mm-hmm. I haven't tried them all. I'm excited to try some <laughs> of the ones that they sell in stores because they don't have the exact same stuff in the bottles in the stores as they do at the actual cidery. So the cidery is a, is a restaurant and cidery. Um, so they have, you know, the handful that they have there that are on tap, which are really nice. And I've had those, they tend to be very fruity ones. And mm. then they have some in the stores that are, they have one that's hopped. It's called like Johnny Hoppleseed. And they have some cute. other things that are, that look cute. But this one is, <laughs> I I mean, it's, it's the most, you know, it's the most pumpkin spice white lady version that it could be. (laughs) Uh, So it's called spiced up. So it's got, you know, cinnamon and nutmeg and I don't know, cloves is the other thing. Mm. Um, So I was just looking at their label to see if I missed anything. Yeah, so cinnamon cloves and nutmeg, um, along obviously with a hard cider, and uh, it's delightful. It seemed like just um, the thing for this first day of autumn. Very nice. I'm very impressed. Also, I really do want to talk about the label because there is a straight up chemistry set on the on the, the little label of it. Do you it's see like true. there's like not beakers, but um, you will know the proper name for all of those. What are they? I do. So um, what they have... <laughs> do you know this? I got this one. <laughs> I do. Um, so I, I don't, I'm pretty sure that all the rest of the uh, labels don't look like this. They have different pictures mm-hmm. on them, but this one has a picture of an old-fashioned distilling setup. So it's got um, a couple of round bottom flasks and there's a Bunsen burner underneath the first flask, which has, uh, so it's a round bottom flask above a Bunsen burner. And the picture shows little apple slices inside of that. Adorable. And then it's got the distilling tubing above that. So what happens in distilling is, you know, the, the alcohol vaporizes off mm-hmm. before the other items do, uh, items, components do. <laughs> and then that goes into a second round bottom flask which is filled with um, 
a picture of a, some cinnamon sticks and some <laughs> pictures of cloves, like little stars that look like cloves. It's really Aww. cute. And um, little speckles, which I assume is the nutmeg because it turns out nutmeg kind of looks like a little grape, which maybe not so pretty. Mm -hmm. And then that all goes into a little condensing uh, thing that drips into a bottle. Adorable. It's so cute. And you know what's funny? I've this is um, not the first time that I've had this cider, but you're the first person who's ever pointed that out to me. I've never really looked at the label that hard, but that art is really good. It's really cute. Yeah. And you'd think a nerd like me, I'd look at him and be like, "Oh, a chemistry set." I'd have been really excited. <laughs> You're like, I know this one. Mm -hmm. Scientific glassware for a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Erlenmeyer flask. Not the same as a round bottle. <laughs> Different from an Eppendorf tube. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah it stops being about. funny when nobody else knows Aww. what you're talking about. Oh, someone Aww. out there's listening. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you so drinking? What is in your cup? Well, um, I'm going to, before I talk about mine, I'm going to say this in regards to spice, the spice girls are reuniting What? without Victoria, without posh, Aww. she might be on select dates, but anyways, they're getting back together. Whatever. And... She was the weakest link. Oh, she was just, a, she was just fierce. That was it. Everything I mean, she else. looked fierce. I don't know what she could sing. I don't know if that was her job really. I mean, Honestly, she wasn't really, Posh isn't really doing anything when you think about it. Yeah, that one's just judgmental. Kind of <laughs> judgmental spice. <laughs> <laughs> spice. <laughs> she, tox, toxic friendship. <laughs> Get out of there, Posh. Um, I'm cool. Thanks anyway. Um, <laughs> sorry. So the totally. Spice Girls are getting back together. I will, duly noted. Duly noted. Um, so what is in my cup? I have today, I was in clean out mode, which could be good, can be bad. Um, but I was cleaning up my kitchen a bit and a friend of mine did a trade with me. Uh, so I, this is something I, I learned about the Midwest. It's been a while since I came back, but when you take beer or booze of any kind, um, generally beer though, specifically to anyone else's house, it stays there. Oh yeah. There, you do not take oh, it. Oh, you betcha. I, you don't take oh, it home. How rude. Yeah, apparently <laughs> rude. I caught, I, I think someone even just called me out when I was like going back in the fridge to grab my stuff. And so I was like, you leave it. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, you just leave it. And I was like, oh, now I feel really weird. And then I was like, oh, you're right. Everyone's already left and all this beer is still here. Oh, oh, I get it. And so it turns out, if you want to take your beer home, you bring it in a cooler. And then you get to leave with your cooler. And it's not rude. But meanwhile, when you're at someone's house, there's like six coolers outside. <laughs> and you're all like, okay, very Minnesotan, very Wisconsin, very, like, I get it now. And now I understand why coolers are so important. I really didn't use a cooler that often before. But now that I'm here, I've got two. Because um, <laughs> I'm not that generous. Classes. I want that stuff back. Well, also, like, sometimes when you go to the liquor store, you're like, oh, that's a good value, an 18-pack of something. You're not everyone wants all of that at their house. And so the people will tell you, take it home. But other times they don't. So anyways, I brought over a bunch of stuff to a friend's house, and we were doing – we were just having, like, a girls' night. And uh, I was headed out, and she's like, oh, grab your stuff. And I was like, hey, this is the house that I learned that you don't – take it back because she was like oh let's do a trade then she's like that's not rude right and I was like good point so she traded me a couple of my new Glarus I brought a bunch of new Glarus stuff and she traded with me a couple other like Minnesotan beers and this isn't Minnesotan at all but it's something I've never had before which is called truly it is a spiked and sparkling with a hint of Sicilian blood orange and so it's a hundred calories, but actually has regular sugar in it. Nothing creepy and weird. Um, and it's just, let's see, it says alcohol of cane sugar, which I would normally say that's rum, but it could be just a malted beverage, right? So I think, I mean, the only things I know made from cane sugar are rum and cachaça. Well, damn on the second one there. Um, okay. So it's rum. Um, so anyways, <laughs> it is, 
surprisingly delightful and I'm okay with it. I wasn't sure if I was going to like it or not, but now I get it. Like, yeah, if you don't want beer, mm-hmm. it's nice. It's 5% alcohol. And also if you don't want wine, which can also be like real sweet or really like experiential in the sense that like sometimes wine overwhelms. Yeah. Like it can overwhelm is- your food. It can. Yeah. So this is definitely something like if you're just hanging out and you want something alcoholic, but not feeling like I'm having a sweet cocktail, it's kind of good. I'm totally not mad about it. So what does so, it taste like? Does it, it doesn't taste like soda. No, it tastes, it tastes more like a, like if you were at your friend's house and they were watching their weight and they were like, Hey, do you want a cocktail with soda water? And oh. You're like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. That's exactly how it tastes. It tastes like whatever you have, like vodka and soda, a vodka soda, essentially. Mm-hmm. A vodka soda with a little bit of fruitiness to it. A little bit more fruitiness. I was actually really, I'm into it. I I wouldn't drink a ton of them, but they're, um, they're all right. They're all right. (laughs) So anyways, that was my, um, I was happy to have a trade. I I highly recommend a trade if you want to uh, get rid of some things in your house. But she was like, you should try this. And I was like, oh, okay. And I also didn't want to like buy a bunch of them either. So it was nice to like do a switcheroo. So yeah. Yeah. And she also gave me a Surly Rosé. Um, they have a lot of, they're big fans of Surly, so they always have Surly at their house. But It makes um, sense. I, I mean, it's delicious. Surly is fantastic. And there's so many good beers here. And I I've, I really like Fair State's um, hibiscus, like rose beer. But yeah. um, the Surly Rosé was really good, too. Totally into it. Um, so I got a good a good trade on this, on a couple things. So, yeah, that is what is in my cup. Or in my can. In my can. But I do have to say this. People can't see this. But I hope you're listening. And girls, guys, anybody listening, this is the Virginia Slims <laughs> of cans. What sure is up is. with this? I feel like all sparkling beverages recently, especially like just sparkling water at the grocery store. Not even the grocery store. Gas stations. Let me be 100% clear on this because I don't buy I don't buy sparkling water that much anymore. But everyone's moved to this weird format of the tall can, which makes me feel like I'm having a Virginia Slim. Like, I'm going to break it. Oh, no. Like, it's all skinny and tall. And just, I have big hands. So I just feel like Hulk smash. Like, I'm just, (laughs) I can almost touch my fingers. (laughs) It felt weird. Well, I think that's supposed to emphasize that that beverage uh, is making you skinnier. Because it's low calorie, oh, right? <laughs> oh, oh. Instead, I just feel like a monster. <laughs> I, it also rattles around in any koozie I put it in. Like, do someone please make me a teeny tiny koozie. I'm going to put, like, clips on the side of one. And if it's if I have a sparkling water in my car, I only drink those, like, kind of, like, on my road trips. But that shit's just rattling all around. There's water everywhere. Like, no, no. Go back. Uh, who started this? <laughs> who started this? I mean, I think Red Bull might have started. Well, no, Red Bull's a smaller can. Yeah. I don't understand this. Anyways. <laughs> Somebody's trying to make some new shit when it is not new shit. It ain't new shit. I'm over it. Anyways. Um, Just poorly yeah. formatted. Poorly formatted, indeed. I can't wait for the Yeti, you know, I have a Yeti can koozie. I can't wait for the skinny one to come out. Let's just see that. It'll just... Look ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> Look, oh, cool baby bottle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you, there's, there's, and also like I feel like, I don't know. You're, you're, yeah. There's just you have to be very. Now that it's longer, your hands further away, so you're like really emphasizing your drinking. I don't know. This is. I'm gonna stop talking. Now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you working on? Uh, what am I working on? I am, I hesitate to say that I am working on this because in fact, I have come to a screeching halt, (laughs) but but in theory, I am, well, I have a work in progress. That's what it is. I am not working on it, but it is a work in progress, Uh which is a pair of socks from um, yarn that grandma gave me. I I can't remember if I, I think I talked about these uh, during the last episode. You did. You weren't um, as far along as you are right now. So. Yeah, well, I'm not as far along as I should be either. Island, you're the only one holding up the bargain of projects here. So <laughs> you know well, I'm always like half there. 
And I suppose the other thing to think about is that this podcast is really on the honor system, right? Everybody listening assumes that I am uh, doing the things that I say I'm doing because I'm not showing you anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, having gone to a women's college where the honor system was a really important deal, I'm going to be honest mm-hmm. with you that I uh, have not touched these lately. So these are a plain sock, meaning that there is no patterning that I'm adding to the sock at all. It's just a plain tube from the ankle up and a plain tube on the foot. And then I put a heel in the back that is um, reinforced. It's kind of like one and a half times as thick as the rest of the sock. So it's just going to, you know, when it rubs on my shoes, it won't wear through quite as quickly. Um, and as I mentioned during the last episode, it is a self-patterning yarn that's a kind of a, a muted rainbow. So it goes from a heathered green, heathered burgundy, heathered blue, and then there's a pattern section that's a, a an off-white background with the heathered green as the pattern. And mm-hmm. the pattern changes depending on where you are in the ball of yarn so one yeah it's it's super cool actually and I think um when I initially started this what kept me moving on it quite honestly was the fact that every couple of rounds something different would happen and it was kind of it kind of keeps your interest so um it's a stripe of those three colors that I mentioned and then a patterned stripe and then a heathered brown heathered orange heathered gold and then a different pattern of the same off-white and heathered green so the first one is diagonal stripes and the next one is um, kind of interrupted stripes and then the next one is um, speckles like it looks more like a a speckled pattern Mm -hmm. Um, polka dots almost yeah like polka dots yeah Um, so that's been really fun the problem I think for me is that um Knitters talk about second sock syndrome, which is that you finish the first sock, it's really fun, but then you have a finished object and it's very hard to get yourself to start the second object. Mm -hmm. So second sock syndrome is the problem with poor motivation to start the second sock. Um, People will also talk when they're uh, making sweaters about being stuck on Sleeve Island where they have, <laughs> they finish the body of the sweater. And then when it's time to make the sleeves, they're just like, oh, and they sort of get the same sleeve issue, which is like, you might be able to get yourself motivated to start the one, but then the other, you're just like, um, I haven't even gotten to second sock syndrome because I got really hung up on toe shaping. So the standard um, sock toe for hand knitters is a wedge toe. So it's like a trapezoid at the end of the foot. But uh, my toes aren't a trapezoid. I have a longer big toe and then all the rest of the toes are tapered after that. So it's more like a triangular wedge that's off center. And there are toes that are better suited for that shape of foot, but they all require that you basically make a pattern for yourself that you like put your foot down on a piece of cardboard or heavy paper and like trace your foot out and then plan your decreases accordingly. And I just can't be bothered. (laughs) I just can't. It sounds like so much work. I mean, so the reason that we're coming to you guys a week late this time around is because, you know, life has been super busy. You know, I had to, you know, I had to give a lecture that I'd never given before. So I had to like make a lecture from scratch. And then I had to give a talk that was also a talk from scratch. And then I had a grant due today. And this is all like in the last week and a half. And so the idea of like making my own sock pattern. No, 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 man. That was not not going to. No, check, check me in two weeks. (laughs) That might work another time. Pretty much. Um, so that's, I'm stuck on that. I will probably get through that this week though, because this week is not as wackadoodle as last week was. Um, I did not get stuck on Sleeve Island for my EDT, the sweater that I've been making for the past like six freaking months. Um, I did actually finish the sleeves. Uh, that was, 
<laughs> stressful a bit because um, in making that sweater, and I think I discussed this in a previous podcast, I played Yarn Chicken and lost. Yep. Um, I had to do a lot to mm, fix. <laughs> but I, I managed to find somebody who had yarn to sell me, um, awesome. to which was amazing. Uh, very, very lucky. And so I um, now have finished all the parts of the sweater. I blocked the sleeves and they're drying right now. And then once the sleeves are done drying, then I'll be able to assemble it this week. And hopefully by the next time we podcast, I'll be able to show you the finished product. You better be wearing it. I may be, depending on the weather. It is a okay. wool. It's a wool t-shirt, so it's good for weather that's a little bit colder than right now. So, mm -hmm. very nice. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing that I'm working on is something that Miranda is familiar with because she bought it for me, which is that I am starting to swatch for Ooh. my. Um, Penny cardigan, which is the gingham cardigan by Wool and the Gang, and I'm Woo! so excited. Very cool. Yeah, no wonder you can't finish the toe box. You'd rather <laughs> who could possibly care about the toe box <laughs> when I have an entirely new gigantic project to start? That's highly complicated. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> That's going to require both knitting and weaving and <laughs> sewing. I'll help you on the sewing. Well, no, you got some mom's sewing machine. Oh, no, no. It, it won't take uh, machine sewing. It oh, will okay. take hand sewing. But it's it's a technique issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so the Penny Cardigan is made from Wool and the Gang's uh, Shiny Happy Cotton. And I normally am not a fan of knitting with cotton because it doesn't have a lot of stretch to it compared to wool. So sometimes it can be kind of hard on your hands and like initially it doesn't feel hard on your hands, but over time, because it's not stretching with you, it's basically pulling on your hands and your wrists. Um, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but this one doesn't feel like that. Um, and the, early stages yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just waxing optimistic because I'm so excited about the colors. So um, this was my birthday gift from Miranda. Uh, this kit and uh, she helped me pick out colors as well so the colors that I picked I did not pick the colors that the kit is photographed in I think it's photographed in a yellow and white and a red and white which are very cute um, but I wanted something a little different and so Miranda had suggested bizarre orange and cameo pink so the orange is kind of uh, I don't want to say muted but it's not vivid it's kind of it's more like a terracotta yeah yeah I think that's yeah um it looks like an earthy orange like something that's not it's naturally derived dyes is kind of how it looks to me more like yeah that. I would agree with that I mean it's definitely even and it's not hand dyed um it's a very solid even color um but yeah it does sort of give the vibe of being a, a natural, a color you would find in nature. Um, and then the cameo pink is a blush pink. So that will be the, um, the accent color. So the cuffs and the neck band and the front placket are this orange. And then the whole rest of the gingham is obviously a mix of the blush pink and this really pretty sort of medium value natural orange, which I'm very excited about. Were you happy with the colors when they came in together? Because it's just, it's so hard to tell online. But you yeah. were? Okay. Yeah. So I actually, you and I discussed this, but we'll go ahead and tell the folks at home. Um, I struggled with this because the photographs on the, like their Instagram, like I said, they are uh, very, what looks to me like a very um, tomato-y, ketchup-y red and white. So that's one of them. And then the other one is a yellow and white. And then when I looked on the, I didn't even bother looking to see what colors they said the samples were in. I just went to the website and looked at the colors that the website had. And I initially told Miranda, I really wanted to use this hot coral. Um, I was really excited about this hot coral color. And she was like, I don't think 
it looks the way you think it does. I think that is the color they used in the sample. And I was like, no, that can't possibly be true because they have this more warm red that I'm pretty sure is the one they used for the sample. But this is more of like a hot coral pink. But sure enough, you were right. That hot coral pink in real life doesn't really look like it looked on the website to me with my computer settings and all that business. So, um, so yeah, word to the wise. Um, if you don't like how the sample looks or the sample is not what you're going for, make double sure that you're not about to buy that sample color. <laughs> I almost did. I was so convinced that it was a completely different color and it, it was not, <laughs> it was not. Um, I think that like, I think that the idea of it being that bright red coral, um, is really good. It's just, it's a lot of chroma. I, I know that's a weird way of saying it. Um, that's like an art school term, but like, it's something that is, it takes away from everything else you're going to wear. So mm. like, you got to love it, like love it. It's a statement and not not everything you make, you want everyone to talk to you about every day. So I think like, and also, if, is it really a reflection of, you know, your style? When I saw the red and the yellow, I thought they looked really, really cute. But they reminded me of certain brands or even sometimes more junior-esque clothing. Mm -hmm. And I think those look so good on certain certain people. And if you have that confidence to wear like bright yellow and bright red, do it. I think it looks great on people. I just, to me, it looks a little too ketchup and mustard. I think I said that. I, know, exactly. right? I was literally like, oh my God, Tweedledee, Tweedledum, we can do this together. <laughs> but, you know, I have a friend. She will not wear head to toe purple because she's a bigger girl and she does not want to be called Grimace. And she won't wear head to toe red. She won't wear anything red. She won't wear anything that's like a, like a tunic or a dress of purple or red because the red's a Kool Aid man. So like, she just like is associated all of these bright colors with like really negative big things. Sure. And well, and I'm sure that there was plenty of bullying in her youth that. Oh, for sure. That contributed to that. So it's so hard to like, I feel like everyone is a lot more. Um, I say everyone, a lot of people younger than me have a lot more confidence in their color choices. They have a lot more um, determinate determination to have individuality which is awesome. And I'm all for it. It's just, I will admit that there's times where I'm like, Ooh, that's a younger person's color. Not for me anymore. Sorry. <laughs> I just don't want everyone to talk to me about it. Like I want to say I made it. I want to say like, look at this, but I don't want it to be like, Hey, did you know I crafted this at home? It's really bright. <laughs> like <laughs> I made this on a, you know, Joanne fabric yarn. Yay. Like I don't, I don't know. I just have a, I, I might be, I, I'm, Shooting from the hip here. I'm going a little off. Anyway, um, but I'm really excited to see your, your colors swatched together. That's going to look super Yeah, cool. I haven't swatched them together because <laughs> I'll just be really upfront with you. I'll be, we're amongst friends. I'll tell you the truth. Right. It's been so long since I swatched anything that I totally screwed this up. So I, um, I didn't screw it up in like an unfixable way, but I had to laugh at myself at like what a noob error I had made. So I, um, I started off with the yarn and the needle size that was recommended. And I looked at the pattern and it said, you should be getting this gauge. You should have this many stitches in four inches mm -hmm. and this many rows in four inches. So I started off, you know, and I figured I will adjust based on how close I am or not to the recommended gauge. Because um, for those of you who haven't made sweaters before, it's not important I don't think, I don't really think it's that important when you make scarves or um, shawls because, or blankets, unless you're really cutting it close on the amount of material you have, because if your gauge is a little bit off, it's going to be a little bit bigger or a little bit smaller. But if it's not a fitted garment, who cares? You know, like perfection is not the issue there. Um, gauge becomes important when you make hats, because that's the difference between a hat that fits on your head and one that, you know, hangs down over your whole head because it's too large. Um <laughs> And it's really important in sweaters because being off by a quarter stitch doesn't seem like it should be that much. But when you're off by a quarter stitch for your whole body, it adds up. And so 
I'm swatching because I I want this sweater to fit and I want to want to wear it. <laughs> this is that one for the chance. <laughs> yeah, this is not this is not something I'm going to donate to somebody else. <laughs> so I started knitting and I was supposed to get um, 17 and a half stitches over four inches. And I got like 17 point, I don't even remember what it was. 17, I think. And so <laughs> I did the exact wrong thing, which is that if you, if you do your swatch and you don't have enough stitches, like you get 17 instead of 17 and a half, it means your stitches are too big because there aren't enough of them fitting into the space you need. So you should go down a needle size to make your stitches smaller. And instead I looked at it and I was like 17, but I'm supposed to have 17 and a half. I'm going to go up a size. <laughs> I picked the next. <laughs> yeah, I got this. So I picked the next needle size up and I did another couple inches of my swatch and I measured it again. And I was like, now I only have 16 stitches. What the? Oh, math. <laughs> math. <laughs> math is hard. Oh, that they got me again. <laughs> I mean, like, I haven't made that mistake ever. That just goes to show you how remarkably draining the last week and a half has been. Is <laughs> that I'm making, like, they're small errors, but there are yeah, errors that I've never are. made before. <laughs> so I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's right. I did the exact opposite thing of what I should have done. Um, so now I am, that's why I am still swatching just the the basic stitch and I haven't swatched the rib and I also haven't swatched the two colors together. Although honestly, I don't think I'm really going to swatch the two colors together because I know I like them together and I'm oh. not going to, I'm not going to pick a different color and buy it to replace this. I'm, I looked at the two colors together when they arrived in the mail, I put them next to each other in the proportions that they need to be, you know, more orange compared to the pink. And I was even happier than I had been originally. So nice. I'm not worried about that, but I am worried about the cardigan fitting. <laughs> so I'm keep doing this until I get it right. I, you know, there's gotta be a knitter's version of measure twice, cut once. It's swatching. There's gotta be swatching three times mm -hmm. before you actually start. Oh yes. Oh yes. Uh, this is it. Swatching. You're like, this is it. Um, Damn. Well, your projects sound great. Even though you're like, I'm so busy. I'm not doing anything. Uh, you're doing plenty. <laughs> Absolutely plenty. How about you? What is in your, your, your whip? <laughs> My whip. Um, well, first I'm also going to apologize. If anyone here is snoring in the background, it is my dog snoring hard on a new dog bed. I just bought to put next to the table because she loves to be near me. Um, she's snoring real hard though. I don't know why she's, it's a good bed. It's a good bed. It must be good. Um, but I've been working a lot too recently. I'm not gonna not gonna be like, oh, it's just been busy. I've it's been actually a lot of workload. And being busy is like a disease, right? Like there's everyone's like, oh, I'm so busy and everything's so hard. And uh, uh, uh. and this is me actually. I had to like raise a white flag at work the other day. Definitely cried at work the other day oh. when people offered help. I cried. I was like, uh, uh, uh. everyone's like, how can we help? And I was like, oh no, here it comes. <laughs> I just, I just, and I, I think we've all had that moment though where you're like, you're holding it in until somebody's really nice to you. And then it just, all your self-control is just gone. And everyone around me are just like, they're seasoned pros. They're all like, this isn't okay. We got to do something different or there's got to be a different way to do it. And I'm like, I just don't know how yet. They're like, well, what can we do? And I was like, I don't know how to delegate. Like literally <laughs> these are like most, the most corporate things <laughs> that you take, you take executive classes on like time management, stress management, how to delegate, you know, how to get results, how to lead, how to influence others, all this stuff. It doesn't matter when you're stressed out. It just is like, ah, and I just, I'm, I hope everyone really enjoys my sound effects. But um, when I was crying at work, it was definitely a, I don't know what's happening. I'm sorry, guys, I can't control this. Like, <laughs> my allergies are real bad. I was just like, <laughs> like, it was so 
ridiculous. Anyways, I'm just like, and I laughed so hard about it within hours because I was like, really, Miranda? You still got done what you needed to get done. Tears today? Great. And I joke with myself. I joke, but I'm also slightly serious. Every time I have a new job, I'm like, this is the job I'm not going to cry at. This is the job. <laughs> I don't think you this job without crying. Nope, never. Never happened. Uh, no, that I was have. not a time. That was not a time. Uh, yeah, every time, like, I, I got this. Totally got this. No, you know what? I am who I am. <laughs> there's there's certain people who just don't cry. They just, like, they, they push it deep down inside, and they just eat it and cause ulcers. I, no problem eating. None at all. I just keep on eating and drinking and loving my life. I generally stay around the same size. Other people, they don't cry at work. <laughs> 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 Just saying, it's been a little tough. And it's all because I um, I decided to follow this new protocol, this new idea, process, and I really underestimated the time it was going to take to do it. And there's a way I do things normally for the last 13 years of doing what I do, and this one just fucking pants me. Like, <laughs> pants on ankles, falling over, dying. Like, shouldn't have even headed to the escalator. I was... Bad news. It was bad. So anyways, it, I've been really, really busy. And um, and I say really, really busy as in my workload has just actually been hard. And I've been working most nights. And I've been trying to take a break on weekends for a little bit here and there. But I've actually, I'm sitting in front of my laptop right now on a Sunday. So it'll get done. And it always is this way. There's certain seasons of denim that you just, they're bigger than others and it's fine. So anyways, um, I have been pretty drained creativity you know creatively because cr being creative is part of my job yeah. so the idea of like coming home and like let's be let's be crazy let's, let's start cutting up some fabric <laughs> that's totally different from having done it at work three hours ago yeah. i know right oh the things i swatch and the things i send people oh my god but yeah like the idea of coming home and being crafty is actually probably something i should do but instead i'm just like i'm gonna make a meal with vegetables Hey, that's what I'm going to do today. That's, that's, that's my... plenty creative and it's good for you. <laughs> exactly. But those are like the decisions that are, that are happening. Um, but as far as creative projects, I have a couple in mind because as soon as this next week is over, actually, I, I'm, I'm almost done with stuff now. So midweek, I'm hopefully going to organize a kid event because I found in the garbage, that's me, Raccoon Miranda, always, <laughs> <laughs> getting all the good. Oh, such, um, you're, you are the trash panda. I am. I, people people who I, don't know her personally don't know that for the longest time, her nickname it has been Miranda Panda. <laughs> the trash panda. That's <laughs> true. Um, <laughs> but I, I... I joke about it at work. Whenever I find something, someone's like, oh my God, that looks so, what is that? That's so cool. And I was like, found it in the trash. And everyone's like, oh, really? And I was like, found it in the trash again. Sorry. And I definitely had to text my boss like, hey, I know everyone's gone home, but can I, I pick this out? I just think that we should hold on to this. And I like, I'm basically living out my hoarding needs by finding things to do kid activities with. So anyways, the thing that I found in the trash this week, two different trash trips, by the way, Two different times I spotted this stuff and I pulled it out. Um, someone threw away all these headers of fur, like fake fur. And from my history of working in a fabric store, Halloween is when all the furs come in, all the fake furs. And then on top of that, those fake furs are like $12.99. Generally, now they're like $15 and $18.99 a yard. That shit's expensive. So anyways, these headers are, um, when things get thrown out at work, they have to be, you have to wait a year, mm -hmm. like, because of proprietary um, concerns and stuff like that, or, you know, for whatever reason. So this stuff is kind of available, but these furs are really nice and they're just enough to make monster mittens. And I'm thinking about having kids come in to make monster mittens because you can sew those by hand. You can do those real easy with like just some yarn or some thread, but you can create templates real easy and they're just fun. And you can line them in like another fabric so they're not too scratchy because a lot of fake fur is pretty scratchy on the inside, but they're really fun for kids because uh, having big furry paws are really fun. Yeah. So I'm trying to that see if I can order super that. cute. It, it's super fun because like, I think a lot of kids, um, there's a magic to fur. There's something like sequins and fur 
are are things that people are like, how is it made? How did it get here? Like, how do I work with this? Um, but at least with fur, it is a lot of fun. And you can use it for a costume. You can just wear it because it's fun. Um, and then I might also show kids how to add a fur collar to something yeah. if they wanted to. It, um, it is the season for adding fur collars to stuff. It sure is. So I'm trying to see if I can organize that activity before Halloween starts. So I'm kind of yeah. under the gun for that. Um, so that's one activity. The other thing is it is, it is um, the first day of fall. And finally, my porch, my three-season porch, isn't a sauna because it is – there is something really great about having a enclosed porch here in Minneapolis – but there's only a few nights a week I could, or even not even a few nights a week, like a few days a month that I could actually go out on that thing and not swelter because it does kind of hold the heat in. Um, but now that it's nice and cool, I went out there and I just put up a bunch of string lights that I got at Goodwill for two ninety nine, and they were like Americana ones, like red, white, and blue. I bought enough to make, take out the red, so I have white. <laughs> I'm gonna have red for Christmas. That's right, bitches. I'm multi-purposing <laughs> these red, white, and blue ones. Um, but I got a bunch of lights and stuff like that to put out there, just so I could really enjoy it. And basically, yeah. like that whole outdoor area is like my trash pick slash Goodwill room. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> I've been on that porch. It's awesome. It's wonderful. It's, fun. it's, it's nice. So yeah, I'm kind of outfitting that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, we cobbled together a, a working TV and a DVD player. We went to Goodwill, bought a $10 DVD player. Turns out they don't test everything before they sell it. Um, <laughs> that shit was, it was buzzing. And Chris is very handy, but even he couldn't figure that one out. But, um, we got a bunch of, a bunch of things to help nest for the winter. Cause we've, we didn't feel like having TV in the house and, um, for eight months, we've gone without a TV, mm -hmm. but this time I'm like, you know, it might be nice to When the winter sets watch. in, it is nice. Yeah, but I will give a shout out to Digital Antennas because I bought one yesterday, and for $17, TV's crystal clear, and the, yeah. first, the first thing that popped up on my television when I did the channel scan, Pollyanna on PBS, followed by Anna Green Gables. I just about lost my shit. I was like, yes, <laughs> this is amazing. And then the next This channel, is everything I wanted from television. No, it's seriously, all, like, Chris is like, Chris is like, I don't want television. I don't think this is a good idea, blah, 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 blah. He's like, let's just get DVDs. And I was like, uh, what if I want to watch the weather? He's like, yeah, you can do that from your phone. And I'm like, but not the local weather, not easy. And then all this, like, I kept picking and picking and picking. And finally I was like, look, I just want PBS, okay? I don't want anything else. I just want PBS. I'd like to be surprised or delighted sometimes i want some nova in my life yes so sorry guys i just want i want some shit that isn't anything else that i had planned to watch there is some some element of surprise mm -hmm. that comes through um so yeah i'm gonna give that a go but i don't know we don't have a permanently placed television it's just put on a table and then we have to put it away so we'll see how this really works <laughs> but those are my activities so far. Um, I'll let you guys know about the monster mittens. I think uh, yes. this could be really fun. Please do. Let's so. post those. If you do those, post them on Instagram because I want to see them. I want to see I them might. on little kids' hands. Oh, and some of the furs were like four, like three and four inch long furs, like really like Muppet-like. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, some kid is going to lose their minds when yes. they see this. So it's pretty magical. So I'm hopeful on that. We'll see. More to come. Cool. So, um, shall we talk about some gold stars? We certainly can. Do you want me to go first? I'm I'm indifferent. You can go first or me. Um, I'm just going to go first. Sorry, right. I've been talking a bunch. But my gold star is going to go out to my friend John Spence, who took the gold star concept, brought it to Facebook, and started leaving gold stars out there as far as like a message of like, today's gold star, XYZ, or my friends, or this, or that. And it made me so stupid happy. And I definitely screenshotted those and sent them to you. Gold um, star is out in the wild. It's out in the wild. And it is kind of, um, anyone can do it. So I kind of love it. But it, it actually got, you know, Island and I thinking 
maybe we should actually make some physical gold stars. I am super excited about this idea. So yes, very exciting. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So, well, why don't you say what you were thinking about the gold stars for like the physical gold stars? Well, we're thinking about, we could do a combination. It could be quilted. They could be, um, manufactured another way. It could mm -hmm. be, um, Stone or knitted or shade. Yeah. Felted shit. There's a world of options. <laughs> shit. But, shit. <laughs> but I do, <laughs> I do kind of want to gift them. And I think they'd also be a really great idea. Um, if people are interested, if they want to write to us, uh, or comment on Instagram or whatever, which, you know, on Instagram, we're the most active. Um, we were thinking that we might even sell with sell these as gifts for people that you can give to people for Christmas or holidays that you'd like birthdays and that a hundred percent of those proceeds would go towards charities. Yeah. So it would be something that would be a good for you. Good for us option. Um, I think so that's yeah, probably I'm, the I'm, one that I'm, I'm the most excited about because there are so many good organizations that, you know, really do rely on holiday time donations to keep themselves running. And so if there's something that we can do that is, um, you know, even if it's small, it's still something that we can do that would bring happiness to the people who have them, as well as, you know, sending that money off to organizations that would do it. And so we could do it either that um, we actually sell them or what we could do is um, just have somebody send us a screenshot of their donation receipt and then we mail the gold star to them. To them. And they will yeah. have gotten to pick which organization they donated to and how much they were comfortable giving and then they get a gold star for it. So these are the ideas that we're toying around with. Um, but I thought it was a great idea. And I think uh, there's, there's a lot of ideas where it could all go. And I also highly encourage other people to make gold star because who doesn't want to get a gold star? You know, Damn. that shit was amazing when you were in elementary school and it, the, the shine has not worn off. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Just as shiny. <laughs> hey, sorry, silver star. You can't compete. Gold star. Yeah. Um, so that is my gold star. It started with John, but John inspired us that maybe we should do something else on that. And that yeah, I would something love bigger to with it. it. I like it. It's pretty cool. Um, what is your gold star? So my gold star is something that I've, I bought, um, two weeks ago and I have been dying to share it with you, <laughs> but I wanted to hold on to it so that, um, I could review <laughs> it with you actually. And for the podcast listeners. Um, so I bought a, an amazing book and it is called craft talk and it is a children's book yes. by Leslie Hall, um, and Erin Wingrovius. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name correctly, but it looks like it's pronounced Wingrovius and it is a, it is a children's book for children's for well actually it says for ages zero plus so for all people <laughs> i love it and uh it is written by the woman who performs the song that is our intro and our outro which is also called craft talk yes <laughs> uh, so leslie hall is a musician who lives in iowa from iowa and uh she's wonderful uh, I highly she's recommend incredible. YouTubing every video she's ever made. Uh, they are all fantastic. Um, she's also been on Yo Gabba Gabba. And oh, uh, I don't know what else she's been on, but I know she's done some other things. And she's this... also like, she's besides being a recording artist, besides being a crafter, she's also like, she's actually a fine artist and has a lot of um, work behind everything that she does like she's incredible at how she's related to work and got it out in the public whether it's a gem sweater museum or onto you know a lot of different uh, performance art it's pretty fucking cool yeah. anyway she's great okay she's sorry and if you ever have i don't know if she performs anymore i haven't seen any ads for her performing recently but if there is any opportunity to see leslie hall live stop wow. everything you are doing immediately and go see the show 
big or small her shows are the best energy shows i have ever been to no one leaves no one leaves without being sweaty and i mean drenched everyone dancing their faces off so um this particular book uh craft talk the subtitle is an important lesson from the yarn house with leslie and ribbons and ribbons is a chicken and I, I have to be honest, I devoured this book cover to cover. <laughs> it doesn't have page numbers um, because it's printed on cardboard. Um, and laminated. And laminated. Coded. But I want to say it's probably 20 pages of poetry and pictures. Um, and I don't want to ruin the ending for you, but I'll just start by showing you that the opening is a little cartoon picture of um, oh. Ribbons the chicken snuggling with an orange cat. Very good. Very and good. Uh, just to give you a hint of what you're in for with this book, the first page, I'll just read to you. Glue is sticky, glue is tricky. Add the sparkles, quickly, quickly. <gasps> yes <laughs> and it's a picture of the chicken decorating leslie's sweater um so she's got a ribbon of glue on her sweater and then the I, this technique is not one i'm familiar with but it looks as though there is a garden hose spraying <laughs> glitter and sparkles <laughs> into the air so that it's evenly distributed across the gem sweater. Not too heavy. Yeah. 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 You want an even spread. Like you don't, you don't want like all your glitter in one part of the glue and then the rest of the glue has no glitter. That's why you put the glue down is so that the glitter would stick to it. You know, um, there is a, there is a movement within modern art about removing the hand of the artist. Um, so these kind of manufactured and equally distributed ideas of color or glitter in this instance. Very modern. I like it. I like it yeah. a lot. I mean, and she, she teaches important lessons about um, buttons, zippers, fabric, yarn. I mean, it's wonderful. Um, so the back, this book introduces 10 important craft lessons for babies and toddlers. Follow along as Leslie and Ribbons explain and demonstrate the majesty and chaos of crafting. Couldn't, couldn't have said that better majesty. myself. I love it. Imagine. And there's even little reviews on the back. Um, what are people saying for their children about this book? Quote, I can't wait to have my own hoard of craft supplies. End quote. Mel, age two. <laughs> quote, I've decided I want a chicken for my first half birthday. End quote. Juniper, four months. <laughs> quote, I pooped. Close quote. Rocky, age two. I mean, I, I feel like those are both uh, believable Solid. and really echo the the material, the content that, that she's trying to put forward. The, into the tone world. of mm -hmm. the book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is excellent. So, gold star all the way. Yeah, gold star, absolutely. I was going to say gold star and gold pants. That's, <laughs> exactly. That is, <laughs> that's a joke, everybody. Look up Leslie Hall. Uh, Leslie and the Lies, I believe, is the band name. Yes. Uh, Gold Pants, number one hit. Well, so, I mean, she has a song called Gold Pants, and many of her performance outfits Involves. involve gold pants as well. <clears throat> so, yeah, I can't recommend this book more highly. Um, this I bought at White Rabbit in Iowa mm. City. Um, I think there it's also for sale on her website, which is... Um, <laughs> heftyhideaway.com. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Very good. that's, that's my gold star. This made me so ridiculously happy. Um, and I'm not sure who else I'm going to buy this book for, but, um, there are definitely some, some children in the future who will be receiving this as a gift. Cause it's just too it's cute. Too good. Yes. It's awesome. I love that. It's, uh, that it's found its way all the way, like, cause we've been following Leslie for a while, you know? Well, I you introduced asked. me to her. You were the person, I think you had seen her in San Francisco or something. 
I saw her. Yeah, you know what? I saw her work, the Gem Sweater Museum online um, when I was in college. Yeah, I was and about then to say that I, must have been when you were still in Philly because I think she was at RISD. Yeah, she was. Or is it Boston? I thought she was doing a, a master's or something. Or maybe she might have even done a PhD. Um, but I had asked her to actually play my wedding. I asked her, and she was actually too busy. And not in a mean way. It was legit like, hey, I'm moving from this area to this area. And um, she was so cool and so nice. But whenever I see her on tour, I've always stopped. Like you said, stopped everything. And I was like, we're going immediately. <laughs> um, and she just has really great live shows. She gets a lot of people involved. And uh, she's got a core group of people who tour with her. But her work is fun. Her art is fun. Her music's great. And now she's, she's moved a, into an entirely different uh, creative sphere with children's books, which I just, I think it's, I um, think it's, it's a wonderful. great, I love it. It's a great evolution of her, of her product, right? Like mm -hmm. getting, getting them while they're young. Yep. Young. Yep. Very good. Great gold star. I like it. Well, um, I think that's about it for us today. That is everything. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you would like to reach us, like we said earlier in the episode, we are the most active on Instagram. You can find us at Stitchcraft Sisters. Um, we do also have um, a website, which is where we post all the episodes, stitchcraftsisters.com. And if you want to comment, um, if you comment on the website, it doesn't become public unless you want it to become public. So we've gotten some really good feedback that way from people who didn't necessarily want to make a critical comment on the Instagram feed, but did want to let us know that we had made a mistake or that they thought there was something else we could do to make the podcast better. So please um, do feel free to contact us through the website or through Instagram, whichever you prefer. Um, and you can also find us on iTunes and we have a Ravelry group, um, Stitchcraft podcast, although I think there are only a couple of members because most people who contact us do it through Instagram, you know, but on, if you, if you look for us on Ravelry, you will find me as, um, Trouble City and, um, you can see all, I post a lot of pictures of, uh, the things that I've made. So if you want to see an example of something that I've talked about in the podcast, you can find it there. Very good. Yeah. Thank you. Um, all right, everybody have a good rest of your week. Yeah. And hopefully we will be back on schedule over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> this past week was little Ooh. Looney Tunes, but we'll be back to it. I'm. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Have a happy autumn. Bye. Bye.